have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Last Resort. But before we do, this is going to be a little bit of a jam-packed episode because this time I have some hot goss for you, I have some memes for you, and I also have the sister wives comments from just me at the end of this episode. So of course there will be timestamps if you want to, you know, not bother with the, you know, the sister wife stuff. And I also have an announcement as well. So it's going to be a little more of a jam-packed episode. So let's start with the announcements first. So number one, Selling OC has come out as I'm recording. This is a Friday. So you'll probably get double the episodes again, depending on how much stuff we get into in the episodes, kind of like what we did with some of our episodes for Selling Sunset. Um, so yeah, you'll get that between next week, the week after. But of course, you should have all episodes of Selling OC before Love is Blind starts, so we can focus on that. So there's that. Next announcement, not related to this podcast, but I have started a new podcast with a friend of mine. His name is Mikkel, where we talk about just things happening in the news. So our very first episode has launched as of yesterday. It's called Next Take. I will put a link to it 
in the show notes so that you can get easy access to it. Our first episode, they're very short bite, you know, bite-sized episodes, not like, not like these ones. Um, and we talk about in the first episode, just as a little teaser, we talk about the Scooter Braun situation with all of his clients leaving him. We also talk about the Snow White situation going on there, whether or not is there or is there not going to be a live action movie because of all the drama surrounding that. Um, and there also is a discussion about something called the CERB benefit and government employees being fired because of it. Again, this is more of a Canadian benefit because I know I have a lot of American listeners or just listeners who are not just in Canada. <laughs> so if you want any details of what that is and what that's all about, you can hop over to the next take episode at web podcast and listen to our very first episode. They come out weekly, aiming to have them out on a Thursday every week. So yeah, again, I'll put a link in the show notes to the podcast so that you can get easy access to it. So that is that's it for the announcements. Let's hop into the hot goss. And we have, we have a, quite a bit because it seemed to, you know, have picked up after I did the B90 episode, which is usually where I tend to do a lot of my hot goss. But hot goss number one. So this is not related to any episodes that I cover, but we have really talked about Below Deck in depth, um, just because of what's been going on with Down Under. Um, Captain Jason is on a hiring, a firing spree, isn't he? Anyway. <laughs> but it looks like that season's going to be coming to an end very shortly. I'm sad just because I won't be able to see Jason anymore. Um... <laughs> But, um, the, uh, Below Deck Med will be coming soon at the end of the month. Super excited for it. And we have a new Chief Stew that is going to be joining Med, but she is not new to Below Deck. Toomey, who was on both Down Under's first season with Aisha and Max, Max, what's your surname, right? Anyway, um, she is going to be our chief stew on Below Deck Med. So I hope all goes well with her. She did amazing on Down Under. So this is amazing for her. What I'm shocked by is that we also see some returning faces from Med's last season. With Toomey is Kyle and Nat, Natalia. And we can just call her Natalia because that's the only Nat we'll have. <laughs> I'm super shocked by this, but I'm also happy to see it because they're drama. So it looks like it's going to be a really decent season. I do see that there's going to be some issues with Toomey. I don't know, um, like between her and her stew so well and the and the chef oh boy but yeah that's coming i believe on i think it's the 28th whatever the last day 
September is. Um, yeah, so September 25th is when it's coming. So it's super exciting to see that. And just while we're on the below deck topic, very briefly, again, I will put a trigger warning here. Trigger warning is for, you know, just the whole situation with the sexual assault, what happens at a rape. I'll put a timestamp in, as I always do, starting now. For those who have seen the this week's episode, it's also a spoiler if you don't want to listen to this, so skip ahead. What the hell was Luke thinking about texting her? Oh, let me see. In order to gain some form of control. This is disgusting. And it clearly set her off. Um, because, yeah, it, it, I mean, how would it not set you off? I, I, I get why she didn't tell Aisha, but I also felt like she should have told Aisha what happened. I mean, I don't know what they could have done now that he's not an employee, but they could have maybe stepped in. We don't know. But that's what set her off. And I, I'm, I feel horrible for her. I don't, I would have blocked him immediately after him leaving. I wouldn't have even allowed him to talk to me. He would have blocked swiftly. Uh, I don't know, but not, that's not me victim blaming at all. I'm just, he wouldn't have been able to set her off if she did. But at the same time, that being said, it doesn't matter. Why are you texting her? You know? But anyway, that's it for the below deck trigger warning spoiler and just news altogether. But let's move on to the next hot cause. Hot cause number two, and this is Merit at First Sight related. If we remember Paige who was, what season was she on? I honestly can't remember what season she was on. I think it was, do I want to say Atlanta? I think it was Atlanta. It's a while back now. And she was with, I think his name is Chris, who me and Ava call Trash Man. He is the OG Trash Man. We've had trash since, but he's the OG for us on the show at least so we don't remember his name <laughs> but this is the the storyline where he slept with her the first night he said he wasn't attracted to her but he still slept with her he took off for hours afterwards the next day we find out he's with some chick named mercedes who's pregnant by him and um or was with someone named Mercedes who was now pregnant by him. They break, they break up, blah, blah, blah. They, that's the gist of their storyline. Anyway, Miss Paige is pregnant. Uh, I'm so happy for her that she found someone who seems to love her. Um, she's going to be having a baby by her, with her boyfriend, Justin. And, um, here's what she has to say. This is a start of a new chapter for me. I saw the two lines come across the test and I was shocked, happy and anxious all at the same time. So 
yeah, congratulations to her. I'm, I'm happy she's found happiness. She absolutely deserves it after the train wreck she experienced on the show. Um, again, I blame the experts on that. I really do. But, and which started a trend of horrible choices by the experts. Um, so I'm really happy for finding, finding love and now expecting. So I do have a picture of her, her boyfriend with a picture of a sonogram. Um, I will post to the socials. Um, yeah. So that's it for that. The next hot goss, and this is related to the other way. So Miss Shekinah and Sarper. Well, not really Sarper. This is more Shekinah. Apparently, Shekinah has another child. This is what we're hearing anyways. This is based on screen rant. We don't really have very much receipt to go by, but it does appear that she does have another child who probably doesn't want to take part of this trash, especially the trash of having to deal with Sarper. Let's be real here. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, she has a 19-year-old son, and uh, that's kind of all we know about him. We don't know his name. We don't know anything like that. Um, Just that she has a 19-year-old son. Don't know if it's with Birdo, who we did see this week. I don't know if it's with him. I don't know if it's with someone previously. We don't know. But, yeah. Interesting. But anyway... Not much else there to talk about. So, next, this is going to be a little bit of a longer hot goss slash announcement, I guess. And this is pertaining to The Golden Bachelor, which you're going to be getting very soon. Um, the ladies have been announced as to who we can expect, so I'm going to go through all of them with you. I'm also going to post pictures of all of the women on the socials as well. Um, so you can see them. They're all gorgeous. Of course they are. Um, <laughs> and they are older, um, closer to his age. So I, I think this is going to be great. So before we do hop into all of the women, there is one particular woman that I believe has been confirmed will be a part of this may or may not we'll see her name is patty james now james if you recognize the last name to some extent she is the mother of our previous bachelor matt james oh so let me get this straight if we see her on this show, does that mean I have to see him? Because let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I, he was not my favorite. I wasn't very thrilled by him. This was, a, I mean, it was nice to see someone a fresh face at the time because he wasn't a part of the Bachelor world except for being connected to Tyler, but from Hannah Brown season. So that was basically it. Otherwise, I didn't like him. I really didn't. I wanted to. I didn't like him, but I believe I liked his mother. So 
we'll see how that goes. But it does look like she'll be a part of this, which seems interesting. I'm here for it. Anyway, let's get into the other women. So number one, we have Anna, who is 61. She is a retired nutritionist. She lives in Summit, New Jersey, or Summit, New Jersey. Her hobbies and her passions, they include Anna's foraging for mushrooms and learning about new herbs and plants. She also loves to cook and is ready to prepare a meal for Turner. Fun fact, when Anna dives with sharks, she goes cageless. Good for she. We have April. She's 65. Her occupation, therapist. Hometown, Port St. Lucie, Florida. April lives Taylor Swift, Bridgerton, same, and roller coasters. She has a tattoo of her nickname, Presh. Christina, 73. Occupation, retired purchasing manager. I don't know what that means. Hometown, Sierra Madre. California. Christina's first concert ever was the Beatles in 1964. She still loves Paul McCartney. Okay. <laughs> Not my favorite person in the world. Anyway. Edith. Her, she's 60. Occupation, retired realtor. Hometown, Downey, California. Edith loves golfing, salsa dancing, and traveling. Ellen, 71. Her occupation, a retired teacher. Hometown, Delray Beach, Florida. Ellen enjoys watching television and playing bocce ball. Okay. Faith is 60. Her occupation, high school teacher. She is from Benton City, Washington. Faith is a thrill seeker and has dived with sharks and ridden a motorcycle. Another shark lady. Next, we have Jeannie. She's 65. Occupation, retired project manager. Hometown is Steel Springs, Tennessee. I think I said that right. Sorry if I didn't. Jeannie considers herself active and sentimental. She hopes to go to the Super Bowl. Why? Sorry. I know football's a big deal in America. Anyway. Joan is 60. And guys, let me tell you, she's gorgeous. Of course she is. Occupation, private school administrator. Hometown, Rockland, Maryland. Joan's favorite food is a burger. Her favorite artist is Elton John. Good taste. <laughs> Kathy is 70. Retired educational consultant. She lives in Austin, Texas. Kathy is outdoorsy and loves hiking and skiing. She's been to three continents and is aiming for all seven. We have Leslie. She's 64. Occupation fitness instructor. Hometown, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Leslie is a former 
aerobics champion. Next, we have Maria. She's 60, occupation, health and wellness director. She lives in Teaneck, Teaneck, uh, sorry if I said that wrong, uh, in New Jersey. Um, Maria enjoys playing tennis and pickleball equally. We have Marina. She's 60. She's an educator, lives in LA, California. Marina has three master's degrees and refuses to stand in lines. So she's a Karen. Okay, great. (laughs) That is not something I would ever admit. Anyway, we have Nancy. She's 60. Occupation, retired interior designer, hometown, Alexandria, Virginia. Nancy loves playing golf, walking her dog, and watching college basketball. She's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. We have Natasha. She's 60. She's a pro-aging coach and midlife speaker. She lives in New York City. And Natasha loves walks around Central Park, dance class, doing yoga, listening to Janet Jackson, and spending time with her granddaughter. We have Pamela. She's 75. I'm pretty sure she's our oldest. Um, she's a retired salon owner. She lives in Aurora, Illinois. And Pamela loves reading on a hammock while sipping a cocktail and spending time with her kids and grandkids. She considers herself a TV expert. We have Patty. She's 70. And yep. <laughs> yep, guys, she's here. <laughs> she, I thought she looked familiar when I saw the picture at first, even though I had literally read that before, but it didn't dawn on me. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's 70. She's a retired real estate professional. She lives in Durham, North Carolina. And more about her. Patty loves playing ping pong, reading, and body glitter. She is nuts. Okay. So we have Peggy. She's 69. She's a dental hygienist, and she lives in East Haven, Connecticut. Peggy has gone on multiple dental missions, helping people around the world. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, and we have Renee. She's 67. And, well, well we got more still. Jeez. Um, <laughs> she is a former Chicago Honey Bear cheerleader. Interesting. Um, she lives in Middleton, Wisconsin, according to ABC. That's I don't know if she actually lives there. Um, Anyway, Renee enjoys spending quality time with her kids and grandkids and cat, attending group fitness classes and going for walks around Lake Mendota. Mendota. We have Sandra. She's 75. Okay, so she's tied for oldest. She is retired executive assistant. She lives in Doraville, Georgia. Sandra loves hanging out with her daughters, thrift shopping, crafting, and playing racquetball. We have Susan. She's 66. She looks like Kris Jenner. Um, She is a wedding officiant. Uh, She lives in Aston, Pennsylvania. Susan's favorite concerts were the Rolling Stones and Pink Floyd. Oh, fucking hell. She aspires to have lunch with Chris fucking Jenner. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
I'm done. <laughs> okay, next person. We have Sylvia, 64 years old, occupation, public affairs consultant. She lives in LA. Sylvia likes cooking authentic Mexican food and will take any excuse to put on a costume. We have Teresa, she's 69, financial services professional, Shrewsbury, New Jersey. And this is our last one, guys. Teresa enjoys board games, gardening, and reading romance novels. Okay. Well, that was interesting, guys. But yes, I will have the pictures up on our socials as well. So you can take a look at all women. They are absolutely gorgeous. Like I said, I'm still reeling about the fact that that one is trying to have lunch with fucking Chris Jenner. And she looks like fucking Chris Jenner. Oh my God. You'll see. You'll see, trust me, as soon as you see her, you'll you'll know that's the Christian or one. Anyway. So that's it for the hog goss. We are going to hop into the memes. So meme number one. What we are not gonna do. Is watch Angela have a transcontinental orgasm? No. Agreed. I don't even talk about it, guys. I skipped over it. I can't. <laughs> Next one. So is Angela now wearing this Bluetooth vibrator all the time? Ew. Next. Nope. We don't need to see the cameras on. Big Pred and Liz's assignment. I also skipped right over that. Okay, so that's it for the memes. We do have one more that um, you can need to see more than me reading. But finally, <laughs> we're going to jump into the episode. Um, again. I'm going to have a lot of timestamps in here because this was definitely a lot longer in the beginning, the preamble, we get to the fun stuff. But let's hop into the reason that we are here. The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 4. How long do you last? I don't want to know how long any of these people last. I really don't. Um. So we see Jovi and Yara, they're, they're doing yoga. To, you know, de-stress from all the stress. <laughs> so they talk about the issues that they are currently having. He apologizes for the whole Angela situation. She apologizes for hurting him with the birth control situation. He asks, when are we going to have, you know, the second kid? And she says here that... You know, for her, she kind of wanted to wait until Myla, at minimum, was four years old. Now, let's remember, we're going to preface here. Yara's 28, okay? She's not like she's in her 30s or, you know, even if, you know, she still has time. So, he says that he's worried that she will just push it back more because, of course, he caught the minimum word that she used and said, like, what if you want to wait till she's five, six, seven? For him, 
He does not want to have his second kid when he is 40 years old. Um, so, um, she does say to him, you know, when we do have another child or when I'm ready to have another child, it's going to be based on my timeline when my body is ready for it. Um, and yeah, that's basically what she says. It, it came across as, you know, you don't have to carry this baby. You don't have to do like the hard lifting in a sense, the same way that her as a mother has to do. So it's going to be based on me and only me. So here's what I'm going to say. And I don't want to come across as, because again, I'm a woman <laughs> that wants to have children, obviously, um, for me. So I, here's what I'm going to say. I do understand what she's saying about it has to be on her timeline in terms of wanting to be physically ready to carry a child. Obviously, they have some bigger issues to deal with because they have some marriage issues that should be addressed first. Having a child isn't going to fix the issues. So I 100% agree there. Um, but I... <laughs> Maybe I just handle things very differently within my relationship than others, but I feel like, you know, there has to be some understanding based on the man as well, to some extent. Because here's the thing, let's be very real here. He's not the first man that I've heard taking account the fact that I'm getting older too. I need to be able to make sure that I also can keep up with this child. Um, and he is older than her. Yeah, I think he's my age, if I'm correct. And I'm... I might be saying how old I am here at this point, but I'm pretty sure he's in his early 30s. So, okay, so she, I can't remember how old Myla is now. Two, I think. So we're saying at least another two years. Okay, so that takes him to his mid-30s. But then again, like he says, if she keeps changing the goalpost, well, then I can end up being closer to 40. I understand that he has a goal in mind. I, t I do get that. That's not unheard of. I've dealt with that with my ex. I've dealt with that with my current relationship. He was had a goal in mind, right? Now, my partner is not as, you know, worried about being 40 and still having kids, if that's what happens, because he is older than me, you know. So, yeah, that's, but he definitely has a goal in mind in terms of, I want to at least have one <laughs> before 40, right? Like, you have to take into account what he wants. Now, let's say even if it was the opposite way around and she was ready and he wasn't, you still have to take into account what he's ready for. You know what I mean? You are not just a single person. You are 
unit here. And I'm not saying that she should give in to the fact that he wants to have kids. Absolutely not. She's not ready. He is. So they need to figure out a plan within each other and figure out, okay, what we're going to be ready. Okay. You say four. Okay. Then let's wait till four. Let's have Myla situated in school. Let's work with that first. And then once everything, we're in a routine with her, then let's revisit this conversation. At least revisit the conversation. I don't want to get too much into my personal life here in terms of of this, but this is how I take that with my relationship. We agreed we would revisit certain topics, certain conversations, and that's what we did. And because if we couldn't come to an agreement together as a couple before, then we're going to come to an agreement together as a couple later on. And we just have to come up with the goals, but we will revisit. But I do think like her saying like it has to be on her timeline and she's not even taking a little bit of account into what he wants just a little bit that's what I'm asking for <laughs> is rubbing me the wrong way a little bit because a marriage isn't just one person it's two people so if maybe more <laughs> maybe more <laughs> for certain people but you know it's it's a it's a team here, right? It's not just one person. So I just, I don't particularly like her saying it's going to be based on me and only me and that's it. Forget him. Like he doesn't have a say. That's not fair. That's not fair when you're dealing with growing your family. That's how I feel. But again, me saying this, doesn't mean because I thought what she said, wait until she's four, was 100% reasonable. I have definitely put, you know, boundaries in place for when me and my partner grow our family and what that looks like between children, you know, and I've already put that in place for myself, but mind you, I'm also a lot older. I'm older than, than, than she is. So my plans look very different from hers, but you know, we have talked about this and agreed upon it to some extent. Um, but I think, I thought that was completely reasonable. But then for her to say it's gonna be based on my timeline and that's it, I'm like, I don't like I don't like that a whole lot. But yeah, like I wanna chat very lightly here because it is her body and her choice. But that's so it's so sticky when you're in a marriage or in a girl family. I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. I think he partly needs to be taken thought of and before jumping to any conclusions. But anyway, that's it for that conversation. Um, 
She does also say, and I think this is in her in the moment, but I'm not sure. She says they need to be able to argue without getting drunk or threatening divorce. 100%. I mean, let's be very real. We all knew from the first season with these two that Jovi has a drinking problem. And an addiction at the strip club that comes later. Um, but I mean, just from experience, throwing up the word divorce usually ends in divorce. And I, I take that as from my own experience. I threatened the word divorce and two years. That's exactly where it led. Um, so I mean, if that's what you want, and go for it, I guess. I mean, I'm the happiest I've been, obviously, with my choice. I don't have any regrets. Um, but I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, my situation was very different than hers. We, we have children, you gotta tread lightly, but I, I would steer away from threatening the word divorce because you can't take that back. But anyway, I also understand she was mad. I'd be mad too if Angela's in my fucking room blasting music for fuck's sakes. Anyway. So, moving on. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P.ca and use our unique coupon code REALITY2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. We have a group session and it's sex therapy. So we have a guest therapist. Her name is Reba Thomas. So Kelly explains here with the whole situation pertaining to his argument with Big Pred, and again, any mention of Big Pred um, will be uh, time-stamped so you can avoid it if you want. There will not be any mention of Angela at all in this episode because I just didn't, I didn't care. I'm not talking about her unless I really have to or want to, and I didn't want to. So, um, so that, yeah, so there'll be no mention of Angela except for to say she's not at this group session. That's it. But any mention of Brad and Liz will be timestamped. Um, 
So Kelly says that he doesn't feel bad for Liz in the situation um, because, well, y'all, she keeps running back to him. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for stating everything that everyone's been saying at this point. We're over her. And as you already know, guys, she's married the man. As of August 29th, I believe, she married this fucker. So enjoy that. Congratulations. Anyway, so yes, I already said that Angela will not be here. She's doing her own private therapy and again, will not be discussed here. Again, if you want full coverage of The Last Resort um, on top of ours, you better listen to ours too. <laughs> um, Married to Reality is doing full coverage of the of the episodes, talking about Ed and Angela. Go for it. Um, their coverage is great. Um, but yes, we we will not be covering we will not be covering them if I don't have to, like I've said. Um so let's move on. So the first thing they're gonna do is they're going to write down some questions that they wouldn't want to ask in front of everybody. They're gonna put it in this bucket and we're gonna go from there. So the first question that is asked, who has learned sex ed in school? So pretty much everyone raises their hands except for Yara Kalani and Asmelu. Okay. So Yara says, we don't really get an explanation from Kalani as to why except for Mormon. So maybe that's all we need to know. Um, But Yara says when it comes to whatever sex education she learned um, in school, well, actually, lack thereof, there was no sex education. Because in Ukraine, sex is a shame. So you don't talk about it. Great. Um, Aswelu says that, you know, there was a science subject, but he didn't take it up class. So I'm assuming he's talking about biology. I have taken biology in school and they do very briefly talk about sex, but it's very brief because that's just not why you're there. Um, but yeah, I, again, not going to go into too much into my sex education. I did actually do that a little bit in the B90 episode. So I won't rehash that here, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, we also then learned some things that I never knew, really. Kind of learned some things that I might take into my personal life. Um, So, apparently, the lip of a man's circumcision can create pleasure for a woman. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we learn about Oswelu's circumcision story. Um, a little bit here, and I couldn't quite catch everything here, but obviously the, the, the process of removing the foreskin happened, blah, blah, blah. And 
Then he goes into the ocean, and the salt water was supposed to help heal the wound. Ugh, okay. Anyway, guys, he was 15 fucking years old. Let's move on. Next question. How do I make my dick big? How do I make myself last? This was also this question. <laughs> so he says, you know, some people have big dicks and some people have small dicks. And he literally points to Ed as he says small dicks. That's fucking funny. I'm sorry. Because you know he has a small fucking dick, even though he wants to be out here being like, oh, I have a big dick. No, the fuck you don't. Anyway. um. So then the therapist says, well, you know, not all people with vaginas want a big dick. Every woman in that room is like, I don't know about that. I also don't know about that. I, mm, I mean, okay. I've heard of that. I've actually knew someone who preferred men with smaller dicks, and I'm like, but why? <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm gonna move on because that's not that's not the world I live in. Anyway, let me move on. Um. <laughs> Kelly asks, where's the G-spot? Because he has not yet found the G-spot. Um, and of course, we learn, well, obviously, women, we already know where our G-spots are. It's just behind the clitoris. Just right behind it, you know, in the, you know. And uh, I feel bad for Molly that he hasn't found it. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's an easy thing for men to find. Honestly, I've only ever had one person find it and I'm going to marry him so, <laughs> one day. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't, if I think about the, the, my body count and only one of them was successfully able to find it. <laughs> like... Yeah, what more? That's that. That's it right there. You know. Anyway, so the next question: How do I stay aroused if my partner needs a break? So she tells us there is a way with someone with a penis to last longer. Tell me more. Tell me more, Riva, please. <laughs> so the prostate, again, this isn't exactly news. I have myself done some research on, you know, the prostate. Hasn't been explored, <laughs> but I've definitely done the research. And yeah, this I just didn't realize that this would actually help with them lasting longer. Didn't know that. So we're going to learn something today for those who didn't watch the episode. Um, so she tells us, as I think a lot of us already know, the prostate is positioned between the rectum and the navel. And there are two ways 
to have your partner have a prostate orgasm. Number one, actually, before we go into the root, the, the types, she says this. She tells us that the period after a man orgasms and, you know, their dick goes limp is called a refractory period. Okay. And she says by stimulating the, pro- the prostate, this could pretty much, if not almost completely eliminate that refractory period. She says, you know, with that, it basically means, you know, he can go again and again and again without stopping. And I said, huh, really? Liz, because she is pissed, um, she says, I would love to know how that feels. Shit. Ed, instead of just hearing her say she's not fucking pleased by you, how the fuck she is at all is beyond me. Um, but anyway, he says, find another partner. I fucking can't with this fucking guy. She should find another partner. Anyway. Anyway, there are two ways to stimulate the prostate. Number one, through the butt, which we kind of already know. Most women, including myself, does not want to do that at all. So there is the number two. You can put like pressure if you just hold his balls and you kind of rub this area that's kind of right between the ball area and the like the beginning of the shaft of the penis and again she demonstrates this on the show if you want to just know that <laughs> ladies um but yeah it's kind of there and you rub there and you would be stimulating the prostate and i said thank you kind lady for this i have actually learned something and i'm gonna take that into mm, yeah me <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try that um so he doesn't know that yet if he's listening to this episode before i tell him that's what we're gonna do <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I, I didn't know there was another way. So I'm very happy she told us that there is another way. Um, so Osvaldo then says he would feel soreness after sex with Kalani in the beginning. And, you know, she says to him, if you feel pain after sex, like Osvaldo feels pain after sex lubricant is the thing to use in order to rectify that situation. Um, And um, he says, can you use your own spit? The short answer, no. See, I I, I didn't quite know this, although I think I learned this later on. It definitely makes sense, though, um, is that 
it can affect a woman's pH balance if someone uses their spit. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I've definitely had men, not my, um, enough, I don't think my current, my boyfriend has ever used his spit on me. I don't think, I don't think, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but I've had men, even my ex-husband, use his own spit. I've had men before him, after him, use their own spit. I didn't realize it's affecting a woman's pH balance. Definitely makes sense, though. Um, so, yes, you are to not use your own spit for that exact reason. And then he says, can I use her spit? No, (laughs) no spit. You can get a bottle of lubricant. It's not that expensive. I mean, yeah, like you can just use lubricant. It's not a big deal. And, uh, yeah, then you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, you can get water-based lubricants, which is a lot better for for both and doesn't hurt you, doesn't hurt her, and you're all good to go. So now they're going to rate their sex life. Osvaldo says a 10. Kalani declines to answer. She thinks it's just inappropriate at the time, you know, because of all the relevant, oh, (laughs) because of all of the things that have come forward, the hall pass guy and and him cheating, and she does say, I'm not sure she says this in in her in the moment, but she says anytime I think of him having sex, I don't think of him having sex with me, but instead with other people. And this does affect her. Now, I can definitely understand this. Um, I've dealt with exactly this in my previous relationship when he cheated. Not to say that I hadn't been cheated on before that, but for some reason that really affected me the most when I was cheated on by him. And it, when we tried to have sex, when I thought I was ready to have sex with him after finding out, because I, I didn't leave him, um, I stayed. I hadn't been perfect either, so I thought, okay, let's have a clean slate here. Even though we were nowhere near ready to have a clean slate at the time. But when I we did try... I literally slipped into a place where he's been sleeping with her here on this bed. And now he, I'm here. This is uncomfortable. And I badly wanted him to stop. It got to a point where I literally had to force myself to not have an anxiety attack because of it. He was none the wiser. He didn't know until after 
I told him after that how I felt. And not even that day, like it was probably a month later before I eventually told him. And I had to go through a process. And that process, I, I don't I think I must have gone months before I finally felt I don't think about him with her anymore. I just I think of just me and him and that's it. It took a lot of time. I don't suggest doing it that way. I don't suggest um, exposure therapy in order to get over something like that. But it's kind of once it's kind of the equivalent of the ick, and it's like once you're in it and you've been in it for a while, and you not only are have the ick, but you've now had sex with somebody else who doesn't give you the ick. It's going to be really hard for her to slip out of that. I really, truly don't know why they're here. Because I think Kalani has definitely checked out. She's checked out of this marriage. So, and I don't blame her. I don't. Um, But don't pretend you're trying to work on this relationship when you actually probably aren't. You're just wasting everybody's time, basically. It's a show, but who cares? I'm just saying. Um, so Kelly says we aren't having sex. Molly says an AIDS, which he's thrilled by. I can't remember what his, what his number was. I can't remember what his number was, but if you even said what his number was, but he basically then says, in the in the moment, I believe, kind of partially cited some of this in the moment. Um, in the in the moment, or in front of the therapist, but he kind of says, you know, we were barbarians, sweating, all of this, like you know, just at it. And she says, no, we weren't. She says that the reason, you know, they were kind of like rabbits and going at it she says dude it's because we're fat (laughs) and because we both get out of breath oh my god this is why i love her because she just says shit and it's like oh my god um but day um he says you know it was good he says he still finds Molly attractive. She says that she did find him attractive, but she now doesn't know how she feels. She keeps talking about the fact that, you know, he has a powerful job. Um, and, you know, it was a turn on for her. She keeps talking about this, not just here, but she also talks about it later on. And she has talked about it before. Here's what I'm going to say about the powerful job situation you wanted him to move to you which is i get it he's probably going to be retiring soon anyways maybe not right when he did but he was probably retiring soon um you have your business you have your kids you can't move to new york totally understandable but you had to have known he wasn't going to have that powerful job when he moved to Georgia. 
you had to know that he wasn't going to have that powerful job for much longer either. Um, as we know, police officers tend to retire a lot earlier from the police force. I mean, you had to know all of this. So you're holding on to a turn on that no longer exists. And that makes me feel like you're just fetishizing his job, that the job is a kink. And that's not fucking realistic. Were you with him for him or were you with him because he had this powerful job? Which makes me feel like I don't know, it makes me feel very icky that she's all about this powerful job that he had. A person is more than their job. I don't care what job they have. They are more than that. How would she feel if people cut, like, seeing her as a woman who gives other women bras and lingerie? Now you're just a lingerie person. Like, I know that's a bad example, but it's just, you're more than your job. And I don't like that she is just all over the fact about his job. Like, I I feel like she's living in a fantasy world. That's how I feel. Um, anyway, so for Yara, it's an eight. For Jovi, it's a six because he says he wants to have more sex. And she says that she wants something romantic. She doesn't want him like just coming at her and just, you know, banging it out and that's it. She wants some, she wants, she wants foreplay. And remember that we heard on the ultimatum from James that foreplay doesn't just mean the physical foreplay. It can mean, you know, I cook you dinner. I wash the dishes. I do like, you know what I mean? That's what she's asking for. She's technically asking for foreplay in the form of a romantic dinner or just, you know, something thought out. And he says that you always want that. You know, but sometimes I shouldn't have to always do that just so I can have sex. I hear him on that. I do. I think there needs to be a happy medium because for me and my partner, like we, it would be nice. Yeah, sure. If he would do something romantic once in a while or whatever, that could you know, but it's also something we don't need. Again, I'm in a different place because as the therapist mentions, when you become a mother or a parent, um, your body changes. What you might need changes. I am not mother, <laughs> not yet. So maybe I'm still in a place where I can just be aroused very quickly. I don't know. Maybe that will change. Maybe it won't. But it, I definitely understand her, but I also understand him. There needs to be a happy medium. Um, 
So I, I don't know. I don't know how you address that. <laughs> I really don't. Well, we'll see, actually. So we have homework from Reva. So Kalani and Oswilu, they are going to basically touch themselves. They're going to, yeah, have solo play. And she tells Oswilu, don't just choke the chicken like you normally choke the chicken. She tells him to explore his body, right? See what gets him going kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's what he has to do. Jolie and Yara, they're going to cuddle. The cuddling cannot lead to sex. So it's just cuddling. Molly and Kelly, what turns you on and off for yourself? So that's what they have to figure out. That's it for therapy. Next, Aswelu tells the boys, he and mom, they uh, they went to school. And guess what? They have homework. <laughs> he worries about masturbating, which he refers to as foo-foo, because when you masturbate, it can create bad luck. And he talks about a time where he masturbated and then he went to go play volleyball and then the he twisted and hurt his ankle, I think is what the story was. So that was his bad luck. Um, so then Kalani says, remember when we used to make homework videos? Oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, moving on. Jovi and Yara, they're getting ready to do their homework. So she walks in with this sexy robe on. He's being tested, y'all. He's being tested. <laughs> um, so we're going to be doing a lot of back and forth here between um, basically just Oswalu and um, Oswalu and um, Jovi and Yara. So we're going to be doing a lot of back and forth here. Oswalu, he's in his room now. He comes out of the bathroom in just a towel, and y'all, he starts humping the wall. Grinding the wall, actually, I should say. Not just humping, grinding. And then he moves to grinding the bed. Okay. Joey and Yara. They were cuddling, but now they're about to fuck. Let's be real here. And she knew exactly what she was doing walking in with that row. She, she didn't want to just cuddle. She wanted to fuck. Anyway, and that's fine. Get yours. Meanwhile, I think it's the next day now. We're with Kelly and Molly, and they're going to be seeing Dr. Jason. So they did not connect at all after the sex therapy. So again, we hear here that from Molly, his job was a turn on for her. Now he does nothing according to her. He says she is not saying the whole truth. 
he explains here, which is very true, he gave up everything for her. So I think, in a way, I think he has resentment towards her. I don't think he always would have had her with the resentment, but I think the way things are going in their relationship or lack thereof, he has, he has resentment towards her. Um, he basically wants to know if she loves him. And she says she wants more. Someone to take things off of her plate. Again, we've talked about this. This is kind of seems to always be her goal that she wants. Not to say that you shouldn't have a partner who takes stuff off your plate, but he takes that as being her to-do boy, right? He then starts getting very emotional and saying she's wrong. He's going to start to cry. Um, either he can't take it. He doesn't feel safe. That's big. If, if someone says they don't feel safe, I don't know how you come back from that. I really don't. Um, she says she gets it, but she feels he's not taking responsibility for his own actions. And everyone has a responsibility in their relationship and what goes wrong in it to some degree. But I don't know. It's really hard for me here because everything that she's saying here as to why she's no longer interested in him it's really hard for me to swallow because you're no longer seeming to be interested in him for something he no longer has control over and that's not to say that he shouldn't be doing things you know if he's not cutting the grass if he's not helping out you know all he does is sit around just watching tv that's not great. I'm not saying that's great. That's not good. If that's true, that's not good. Um, and that wouldn't make me want to have sex with you either, but, but it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're both very much responsible in what's going on here. Um, so Dr. Jason thinks, um, that they are just not communicating well, they both have these energies that they need to release as individuals first before they even consider being in a relationship. She feels that he can't take care of her um, mentally, emotionally, sexually. At this, he gets very frustrated and he gets up and he says, I can't deal with a liar. And he walks away And that is the end of the episode. That's all we get. But he clearly does go back. So next time on, the conversation continues with Molly and Kelly. Doesn't look like it's going much better than it did this episode. Um, We are going to be talking about our homeworks, the ladies. I believe it was Kalani, Angela, and Yara. And here... Kalani, um, well, no, that's not quite true. Angela does ask her when she did the homework, who was she thinking about? That's a good question, honestly. That's a great question. And then Jovi and Kelly want to take Osweiler to a strip club because he's never been to one. 
And, um, yeah. The women are going to be very pissed, except for Molly. Molly doesn't care. Um, but that's it for, for the last resort um, for this week. We're going to jump into the Sister Wives thoughts from just me. And of course, this will be time stamped. And um, yeah, we're going to jump into that right now. So, Sister Wives this week, of course, I'm solo. So this is going to be a lot quicker with just me, with no Leticia this week. But here's what I have to say. This is kind of the, really the only thing we got that was any interest at all was this argument between Janelle and Cody. And kind of, I guess they have officially now broken up. We've seen this breakup happen. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I guess we can go a little more in-depth um, next time we have Letitia on, but it, this man is just absolutely delusional. I I don't understand how he thinks that everyone is against him. He's done no wrong. It's always everybody else. She's kept the children away from him when, you know, I didn't say I needed an apology, but you told them that and blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. I know, like, maybe Janelle shouldn't have said anything to the boys or the kids uh, about Cody wanting an apology because of all of this argument and everything. Maybe she shouldn't have said anything. We don't know exactly what she said to them, when she said it to them. We don't know any of this. But at the end of the day, this man is just out here being like he has done nothing wrong. You basically, because you weren't happy with something that your children did, that they should apologize. And, you know, you haven't gotten any messages from them. They haven't reached out to you, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you are the parent, they are the child. Not to say that they're not adults, but, you know, a child is nine times out of ten not going to reach out to their parent when there's something, some kind of rift between them. It's usually the parent that has to reach out and do that because I don't know why, it's just the way it is. That's what I would do. If I was a parent in the situation, that's probably how I would act. If I was a child in the situation, especially a child in their early 20s who are stubborn, hard-headed, think they know everything. So, you know, but in this case, like, they see the, the writing on the wall that we don't. So, like, I don't understand, like, what exactly he's expecting of his children. He's definitely expecting something from them. He just wants to act like he didn't say what he said because he knows how bad that looks. But on the other hand, and I don't think this has ever really been addressed. Um, and I'm also curious to know what 
Letitia's thoughts are on this. We can kind of talk about it at that point, but the whole rules situation of the COVID stuff that he went over and beyond with the CDC says you had to do at the time. We don't have to go through that, but there is a lot there. But the one thing that he did ask of that the CDC was also putting in place was to limit socialization with anybody outside of your home. That included friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever the case may be. You had to limit that as much as you could. Um, and then if you did hang out with people, you had to stay outside six feet apart, depending on what time you were at in the pandemic. So for Janelle to say here that she was abiding by the CDC rules, well, actually you weren't because your sons weren't and you were allowing them and back into your home knowing that they weren't abiding by the CDC rules. And then lo and behold, the very thing that Cody was trying to avoid happening did happen. And I'm not talking about him getting COVID. I'm talking about Janelle getting COVID. Janelle did eventually get COVID because one of them brought it back home. I don't know who, but someone brought it back home, which is something that he was trying to avoid happening. And the thing is, I don't care about Cody getting COVID. Okay. I've had COVID. I've had COVID twice. The first time was absolutely horrendous. It was horrible, but I survived it. The second time was a cakewalk in comparison. But I am concerned, obviously, about his younger children. They need to be protected. That's and that's fine. And also, even her Robin's older son being autistic, we didn't know how COVID could affect someone with autism at the time, right? If at all. So, you know, those are things you had to think about. So, I I do understand. I hate to say this, but I do understand why Cody is like, listen, I can't come into the home because our sons aren't, you know, respecting not just my rules, but the CDC rules. And they're not respecting that. And you're allowing them into the home. So I can't come over here because I have to protect my younger children. I obviously cannot not see my younger children. So, you know, Lizzie Robin completely out of this. Now, can we sit here and say, what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander? Because what does the nanny do? Right? Remember, that's how they got COVID was because then I think that's how they got COVID. Might be wrong, but eventually at some point the nanny had COVID too, right? And they're coming into the home where why does Robin need the nanny, right? So that's not to take away that he has this double standard with his wives, but I do agree that these that her sons are old enough to understand to not go and socialize. I don't care if you know you have this relationship that you need to maintain and blah blah blah. We all had relationships that we needed to maintain. I couldn't see my boyfriend during that time, you know, like because I had to protect my family here in my home and he unfortunately had to go to work every day. So it, 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 yeah, it's selfish of her sons. So we'll, we'll say that. 
but that doesn't take away from the fact that they now don't have a relationship with their father. They were begging to have a relationship with their father and put this all behind them. And this is not what happened because we did see them have that conversation at some point um, in the previous season and it just didn't go anywhere. He's too hard-headed. But for you to then turn around and say to Janelle that you've caused me to not have a relationship with my sons or my children, you've done that. You've put that wedge between us. No, Cody, you put the wedge between you. Janelle didn't have to do that. You did that all by yourself at the end of the day. But there's not much else I can really say to this. Obviously, we kind of see, you know, Cody and Robin going over to Mary's afterwards to talk about Christmas. Um, Obviously, Robin did not know about what happened. I think she knew a conversation was ha- that was had, but that wasn't a conversation. So, you know, obviously Mary didn't know either. So we're now in this part of where do we go from here? And really, that's also what Janelle says is where do I go from here? My finances are tied in with this family. All of my savings, my retirement, or whatever the case may be, is tied into Coyote Pass. So it, it, yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out, how she figures that out. Because yeah, that's, I mean, that's what happens, especially when you've been in a marriage for decades at this point, right? But that's it. I still managed to talk for almost 10 minutes about the show by myself. But as I for the sister wives conversation, of course, we'll dig in a little more with the next episode. Um, I'm not sure if Leticia will be on with me next week. Um, obviously, I'll keep you updated on that if she is. But if she's not with us next week, she will definitely be with us um, the following week. So that's it for now on the sister wives conversation. So if you liked what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. You can also rate or review, which we would greatly appreciate. We would really definitely help us with the growth of the podcast, and that can be done on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also get this podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can listen to this podcast as well on YouTube if you're an avid YouTube user at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook, Instagram, or Threads at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also email us at Reality Tea Times 2 on Hotmail.com. We have a new, a new website that you can get access to all of these episodes. It's now through Acast. I am not going to repeat the name, the link here, but everything that I have just mentioned can be found in our show notes. And again, as mentioned before previously, our my new podcast, Next Take. Take a listen to it. The first episode has already launched, and that link to that podcast will also be in the show notes. Now that's it for now, guys. 
Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Ludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Ludo to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Ludo by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Mm-hmm.